0: Welcome to Red Rank Podcast. I'm your host, The Crow Show, home of the smoothest voice on Twitch. On today's episode, I'm very happy to have the Corkade as a guest. We had a really wonderful conversation. We talked about playing in kind of friendly tournaments and dipping their toes into the competitive Dead by Daylight scene. Playing in the Community Cup and, of course, Sergeant Fidget's Streamer Bowl, Uh, as well as you know, we talked about Corkades. Um life as an editor and her journey into becoming like a film editor going to film school i bet you didn't know she goes to film school if you want to know more about the corcade, definitely tune in to the rest of this interview please enjoy this conversation with Corey. Welcome to Red Rank Podcast. I'm your host, The Crow Show, home of the smoothest voice on Twitch. On today's episode, I'm very happy to have the Corkade as a guest. We had a really wonderful conversation. We talked about playing in kind of friendly tournaments and dipping their toes into the competitive Dead by Daylight scene, playing in the Community Cup and, of course, Sergeant Fidget's Streamer Bowl, Uh, as well as, you know, we talked about Corkade's life as an editor and her journey into becoming like a film editor, going to film school. I bet you didn't know she goes to film school. If you want to know more about the Corkade, definitely tune in to the rest of this interview. Please enjoy this conversation with Corey. Right, and as promised, I'm here with Corey, aka the Corcade. Her pronouns are she/her. Just a friendly reminder: my pronouns are he/him. Corey's a Yui and Nancy main, and has dabbled with killer recently. I think plague and blight is what I saw, and is also captain of the chair sniffers. We'll get into that. <laughs> Corey, how's how's it going?
1: It's going well. It's going well. I am. I am a. Pl- Oh, a plague. I mean uh a Nancy and Yui main. I have yeah. been dabbling in plague um and blight, and as of two days ago, I think I'm starting a journey into maning Billy.
0: Oh, really? So, yeah that's cool. The the world needs more Billys. We all know this. <laughs> they
1: do. we do. We need more billies. We really do.
0: You know, the the big problem with Becoming like, because I I know you know the struggle, and anybody listening probably knows the struggle too. When you play killer and survivor, trying to manage like the add ons because you're putting blood points into your survivors and your killers, and you're like, you're you're eventually going to run out of the good add ons for Billy at some point.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's rough, especially I just don't put blood points in the killer. I'm aiming for a P100 Nia right now. So I'm trying to dump all my points into her rather than like, spread them out amongst survivors and killers.
0: Yeah. Well, that's fun. So you said Nia is going to be your third P100?
1: Yeah, Nia is currently a P50-ish, and she's going to be my third P100. And then I'm going to go for Yun Jin.
0: Oh, wicked. That is so cool. Yeah, Yun Jin has some great cosmetics.
1: She does. The the new artist collection, I think it was, was really cute.
0: Yeah, I like that one. That one's that that one got really popular today. It just came out today and yeah, I, I adore it. I'm I swear I'm gonna go broke just on cosmetics this year.
1: I DVD has my wallet. Like anytime a cosmetic <laughs> comes out, I'm spending money on it.
0: Oh, exactly. Um now <laughs> before we like jump into all the DVD talk though, I, I do like to start at kind of like the beginning of like your gaming as as a hobby, as as um, like when you were younger, like what was there a console or a particular game that got you into gaming?
1: I I've been gaming for as long as I can remember. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, I think one of the earliest games I can remember is my sister had an NES with Bubble Bubble, and oh, nice. I would play that with her <laughs> all the time. Yeah. And uh, we also had a PlayStation. I think it was a PlayStation Two. Um, I might be off on that. It might be the three. But mm-hmm. we had Katamari Damacy on it. Okay, yeah. And that was uh, another big game of uh my childhood.
0: Oh, and that's really, awesome.
1: Really stuck with me. Um, and mm-hmm. made me stick with gaming.
0: Wow. So yeah. So you had a sibling who was able to help you get into that space. Did you yeah. have to? F- did you have to fight for? the controller very often because i know i i had that struggle i have two brothers so
1: they they let me play uh pretty often i i was the youngest of three four, okay. four. Yeah. <laughs> um, so i kind of got a uh, babied in a way they'd let me oh, have that's the controller
0: good. well that's good i wonder if they did that trick where they they make you hold the second controller and you're pretending you're playing and all it's, the time. It's actually, <laughs> all the time. Right? <laughs> that's um, like a, a, a big bro, big sis kind of thing. <laughs>
1: for sure, for sure. With like gaming when I was younger too, my, my dad also was a huge influence in that because like he okay. we had like an Atari too, and he showed yeah. me like old, old, old games in that sense.
0: Oh yeah. That's that's awesome. I I. I actually know exactly what you're talking about, cause like I, I make this no secret. It's kind of I'm 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 so chronically online that it's pretty easy for people to figure out like around what age I am and stuff. But yeah, the uh Atari like Coleco vision. Um we even had this little it was kind of a quote unquote mini console called Vectrex and um yeah, my friend had the Atari. I we didn't have it, so I was always jealous when uh, when he'd be talking about playing these Atari games that I didn't have on Coleco. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's that's funny.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, so, do you remember like what uh, online games you s- played first?
1: I think my first like I'm trying to think of like online games. I feel like that was getting into like early halos
0: okay like early yeah. xbox yeah
1: um it's like the first time i really played an online game that wasn't just like a two player three player game with my siblings or my dad right
2: yeah
1: um i'm pretty sure it was a like the halo era i might be off about that but that's as far um, back as i i'm remembering
0: yeah oh yeah that sounds that sounds about right though cuz like a lot of us yeah a lot of us got started with halo and I remember, (laughs) I remember a friend, because I was like, back then I was more into Call of Duty and a friend of mine's like, you got to play Halo online with me. And I'm like, sure. And we, I fired it up and he was way better than me. And he was being like, kind of rude. He was like yelling at me and stuff. He said, what are you doing? Crow, you got to get over here and do this and that. And I'm like, I don't know where that is. And, and I remember throwing a sticky grenade at him and I, I, team killed him and then i disconnect i rage quit and i like never played it ever again
1: (laughs) yeah
0: that was was my halo experience
1: (laughs) i just like speaking of like call of duty and like halo like i feel like everyone i knew at the time was into call of duty they were playing it but my mom was just like adamantly against me playing um call of duty but for some reason Mm -hmm. halo was okay um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so i was the
1: the odd one out of the group playing halo while everyone played the uh the newest call of duty at the time
0: oh that's yeah that's fair <laughs> yeah that was that was a fun time that that was to me that was the golden age of gaming and yeah for me it was call of duty modern warfare the first one and then of course black ops and black ops 2 it was just those were the days that was for sure yeah it's just you just fire it up. You play with your friends, and back then, like content creation was a thing, but I wasn't into it. So I was. Able, I think for that reason, I was able to enjoy it a lot more. It was just me just playing games and not worrying about clipping stuff and posting stuff <laughs> and whatever. So
1: yeah, just yeah. playing to play. And there's yeah. there's something very very different about playing to play or playing for like content creation or stream. Um, it's oh, a different totally. like it's a different mindset, a different feeling mm-hmm. of what you're doing
0: yeah exactly and that's what i was going to ask you about as well like how do you find that balance between like all right well i'm going to play some games and i'm not streaming i'm not i don't have the record button on but like something cool happens you're like oh maybe i maybe i shadow play that and then turn it into content like how do you find that balance of just like unplugging versus trying to get footage you know
1: yeah, so for me, I I always have my uh, my Nvidia clips on, but
2: mm-hmm.
1: when I'm playing like offline with the homies, I always try like if I'm clipping things, I'm like clipping it to throw in our Discord server, like for each other. It's usually not turned into content unless like I ask oh, everyone yeah. in the group because um, mm-hmm. I like to keep a separation from streaming content, creating content, and like trying to get fun clips for content versus playing with my friends for fun and. Just like being silly and playing for clips in that sense.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's really important to find that balance because if you're just constantly like content creation mode, like that, that's a quick path to burnout, I think.
1: Yeah, for sure. It definitely leads to burnout and also just not like not even burnout with content creation but burnout with the game as well because if you're always focusing as like DVD – for mm-hmm. clips and videos and content, you're not going to enjoy DVD as much as you were when you played DVD to play DVD. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I agree with you 100. Uh, what are what are some things you do outside of DVD with your free time? Like, do you get to watch many movies or shows or anything like that?
1: Um, I I watch a lot of anime. Okay. And shows, and I'm into like watching media. I mm. am a film major, so right. that kind of stuff always keeps my interest. I also do a lot of editing. Mm-hmm. And like outside of like DVD, I just, I'm always, I feel like you can always catch me playing a video game. Like whether yeah. it's like on Switch or console or PC, even mm-hmm. if I'm not playing DVD or streaming, I usually have a, a game in hand. But oh, I, that's cool. I also do dabble in art. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't been drawing as much recently, yeah but I used to draw almost daily for several oh, cool. years
0: oh that's awesome do do you mind if I ask like what kind of art like was the was anime um, stuff or
1: like mainly realism um, but I okay. did digital art more than I do um uh, like physical pen and paper
0: Mm-hmm. oh wow oh that's cool yeah i've I've got a, my family has a background in art, but That gene like skipped me. I swear. (laughs) So (laughs) I've tried. I'm just not as good as my mom or like my brothers and or or my dad's. So I'm like, I'm like the ugly duckling, I guess. (laughs) That's
1: yeah. That's so fair. I feel like everyone in my family has like a like art, an artistic gene in a way. Mm -hmm. My like my siblings all are really good at music. Where I never really, uh, I never really got that. I never can pick up a guitar. play oh i see but i was always good at drawing so Mm -hmm. i feel like it balances out in that way
0: that's cool that i like that you said you're, you're you're into film because like i i've got like a background i was i used to be um an online film critic so i've gone to like film festivals like south by southwest and fantastic fest uh vancouver international film festival and Actually interviewed a lot of really cool people and stuff, so <laughs> I'm like, yeah if the wall behind me I've got like I think it's like six to eight hundred blu-rays. I haven't even counted in, <laughs> in a Damn. while, but yeah, I've got quite the movie collection, so when I'm not like doing this kind of stuff, I'm usually like, yeah, watching movies, TV shows, and uh yeah, I actually just restarted my movie podcast. Uh, a couple weeks ago. So I'm excited. Oh, about really?
1: That. I was gonna say, is it like out on like Spotify where yeah. your podcast is? Yeah. Like, is this something yeah. I can go listen to?
0: Oh, totally. Yeah. It's called uh, the green screen of death. So um, yeah, if anybody's listening, feel free to check it out. Uh, the weird thing is I I use my, my first name on that one. My first name is Adrian. I don't know if I've ever Told everybody that. But, I don't think uh, I've ever known. <laughs> yeah, so so yeah. When I open the podcast, I go, "Welcome to the green screen of death." My name is Adrian, and you won't hear the word crow until the end of the show. And I'm like plugging my Twitter and my TikTok and Twitch and all that. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, I really, really enjoy going to the movies. Love talking about movies. And
1: yeah, I I still try to catch every movie I can in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's like such a engaging experience. I just oh, saw really Oppenheimer and Barbie. I did the double oh, yeah. feature.
0: Oh everyone wicked. was doing. Yeah. What did you think?
1: Both were really good in yeah. very different ways, but oh, yeah. both were really good.
0: Yeah, I, I I loved them both. I'm a I'm a Greta Gerwig fanboy. Like I, I don't know if you're familiar with her movies. Like she um no. Frances Ha is a, a big favorite of mine. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's it's a quick and easy watch too. It's like seventy five minutes maybe. But yeah, she directed Barbie, and she is um, the subject of the of the movie called Frances Ha. And she's like, she's in New York. She's like late twenties, early thirties. I th- late twenties, I think. And she's still trying to figure out what she wants to do with her life. And you know, her parents are trying to encourage her to you know settle on a career. And, um, it's about her balancing friends and, you know, trying to find her, her place in life. And it, it's just a really beautiful movie. She's absolutely hysterical and it's shot in black and white and they've got like really cool, um, really great music. It's just, yeah, it's a fantastic movie. So I'll
1: have to, I'll have to give that a, a watch sometime.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Anybody listening, Frances Ha, it, it stars, uh Greta Gerwig, she's the one who uh, wrote and directed Barbie. I think I had that in my notes, actually. You said you've been editing for almost 10 years now, right?
1: Yeah. I, I've been editing for as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. It's, it's always been something I've enjoyed doing, and it was a mm-hmm. hobby. It was a hobby for uh, the majority of that time Yeah. until uh, I decided to go to film school,
2: mm-hmm. which
1: I decided to pursue editing, which I'm yeah. still pursuing editing. Yeah. Um, and I'm just able to edit, like, actual, like, content now, my own, other people's, mm-hmm. which is amazing to be able to take something that was just, like, a passion and a hobby through yeah. uh, basically what feels like uh, my entire, like, teen years yeah. to uh, adulthood yeah, into, like, a career path.
0: That is awesome. That's so cool. That's, you know, that's the one thing that I always always say to people, like... If I could rewind the clock, that's probably the one thing I'd go back and change. I'd be like, "I'd love to be an editor <laughs> yeah. seems like a lot of fun um, now how do you like how do you approach edit like do you have a different approach when you edit your own content versus somebody else's? You know,
1: I find work? it a lot harder to edit my own content than other people's when i when I'm editing other people's content, I do it first faster um, and I'm just oh, able really? to find a flow I'm able to cut what I don't need and like really Mm -hmm. cut things together tightly and well. But when I'm editing my own, it's like, it's like it's my child in a sense. And I just don't want to get rid of any part of it.
2: And like, I know, I I
1: know I need to cut things for flow, but it's just like, Oh, what I said there was so funny. But then like, (laughs) I have this bias because it's me and it's funny to me But from an outside perspective. It's just not, that doesn't hit the same. And it's just yeah. harder to cut that, uh, cut those bits out of your own media mm-hmm. than what, when you're given somebody else's media, because it's oh, like that's
0: cool, yeah. You have
1: your own like perspective on it, and you you really like bits that just you know aren't going to realistically work in a cut.
0: Yeah, I think that's really cool. Yeah, because I I know that feeling when you're like, oh, this is this is a cool moment, but like it doesn't really go with the rest of the the rest of the video. <laughs> so yeah.
1: And you just yeah. you don't want to get rid of it.
0: Mm-hmm. Because
1: you you like it and you're just like, oh, it took so hard to get that clip. Um, especially with DVD. Sometimes when I'm playing for clips, I'm playing for that clip for like five hours to get that one moment and then it just doesn't fit oh, yeah. into a cut. Yeah. It's brutal.
0: Wow. It <laughs> I'm just remembering a a previous interview I had with uh Kit Kat DVD. Um she actually her, she changed her steam name to mori me nurse and she she went and got into queues for like i think she said like 6 to 8 hours before she got a nurse and then the nurse did mori her that's like <laughs> just send me an invite next time i'll do it for you in customs in a
1: custom save the uh, the 6 <laughs> hours
0: yeah but that's like that's dedication that's crazy
1: <laughs> yeah it's like i've been working on I'm putting together a YouTube channel and making content for my, my own YouTube mm-hmm. and with DVD stuff, it's like when you're trying to get a build video, like yeah. for the people buckle up, it can take like five, six games before you get one good moment with that. Like, oh, yeah. you're You're throwing for value mm-hmm. and you're like really trying to force something to work. And a lot yeah. of killers know about it, especially when they drop, <laughs> they just yeah. don't want to let it happen. Oh um, yeah. So it could be so hard to, a. Uh, try to get the the clips or moments or highlights you you want for a video or for the idea you have
0: yeah exactly yeah i had a i had one i'm trying i'm working on one it's not super original it's been done to death but it's like the overcome quick and quiet inner healing um what's yui's perk the uh lucky break Lucky break build. Yeah. Yeah, Like easy escape build, right? Like I want to do a series where I'm like, here are a number of builds for escaping super easy. I went to record for like three, four hours and uh, I kept getting caught before I could cleanse a totem. (laughs) (laughs) And so I would get caught and then I'd get tunneled out before I could cleanse a totem. I just... It was like four hours of that. And I was just like, what is my life right now? <laughs> like, oh,
1: that's brutal. Yeah. I I was doing a video for this same build. But I yeah. I scrapped the idea after I finally got a game. I cleanse the totem. Yeah. I get the build to work. And I get yeah. the build to work twice in one match. Yeah. And it worked perfectly. It was the funniest match ever. I go to OBS, hit stop recording. I never hit start.
0: No, I never hit start. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, that sucks. I gave up
1: on that video after that one. I was yeah. like, you know what? Next idea.
0: We yeah. can, uh,
1: we can oh, move on. Oh, no.
0: That's tragic.
1: <laughs> it <broke laughs> wasn't meant heart. to
0: be. Yeah, I'll bet. That's frustrating. What are, like, while we're talking about like, your content, are there any projects? Like for, let's say your DVD stuff. Are there any that were like your favorite to work on any that, any clips or videos that were like your, your, like your proudest moment kind of thing?
1: Yeah. So my early TikToks are probably my proudest moments and they, they'd also did really well. And I just never figured out why, but I just, Mm -hmm. I had so much fun editing them and putting them together and making them flow. And they were a flashbang tutorials. Mm -hmm. I just thought they were short, little, little silly, helpful tips. And I really, really wanted to make my TikTok around that. But it became a thing of like, if I wanted to do that, I only could put out like a video a month because I need to find people to sit in a custom lobby to film with for a couple hours. And like, if that didn't work, I need to find more clips. And it just became a thing of like, it wasn't realistic to constantly put out those videos. So yeah. I tried to do some clip content in between, like okay. from like silly silly Twitch moments or silly offline moments in between those big videos of like tips or builds or different ideas like that um, mm-hmm. that are heavily edited or like heavily yeah. worked on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but those are definitely my proudest, proudest oh, moments of content that I've put mm-hmm.
0: out. Yeah, and that, that's what got me... Uh, That's what got you on my radar. It was the flashbang tutorial. Cause like the thing is, um, like right away, your voice captured my attention. You're like, did you know, or whatever you said, it was like ear catching pretty much like right off the bat. I was like, okay, let's let's not scroll past this. And <laughs> and I was like, at the time I was not very good with flashbangs. So I was like, wow, that was actually really helpful. And then I noticed you had another one and I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Like who is this person? And so immediately hit the follow button. And uh yeah, that was that was really cool. It was uh that was a, that was a cool moment. And I remember I showed it on my stream. I was telling everybody, it's like, everybody go follow this person immediately. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that was, that was a fun, fun, uh, discovery moment. And, um, yeah, yeah.
1: That, those, I, uh, I, I remember you showing it on your stream. I I wasn't watching that night. It was yeah. before I really, I really found you. Yeah. Um, but I saw you on my Twitter feed and you posted about something I can't remember what it was but I just yeah. like responded with like my take on it and you're like mm-hmm. oh my god like you were the flashbang person like I talked about you tonight and you sent me a clip yeah. and I was oh, like yeah. there's no way that's so cool <laughs> like somebody yeah. really like liked my like my content and my videos oh, yeah. and I never like I don't know you were one of the first people to be like hey this is such a cool video this is such mm-hmm. cool content um yeah. and it was so cool because that was like really Still the beginning of my journey into content because I, I started yeah. streaming um, September, I think 27th of last year, I right, affiliate yeah. October 1st. Yeah. Um, so like that was still way, way during my beginning um, mm-hmm. of making content. Yeah. So like I never, I never really had anyone just be like, that's a cool video or like yeah. anything like <laughs> that before. And it was just such a a crazy, a crazy thing. To me.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. It's something I, I like to champion when I find somebody who's doing cool stuff. I like to share it with people. And, uh, you know, like my brother showed me this video and I wish I could find it, but it was basically, uh, Mr. Beast was doing a podcast interview and, um, he mentioned like, he's like, there's this thing that people, rec- people recognize when you've put a lot of work into a video. He's like that transition shot that you're working on he's like painting in broad strokes right he's like to anybody listening if you're doing this transition shot and it takes you five six hours just for this one transition with like subtitles and like special effects stuff like that he's like people will recognize that you worked really hard on that and he's like people will respond to that and that's what i picked up on on your videos because i was like this isn't just somebody who's like Just like let's face it, like some people, some people just clip dump, you know, and that's fine. I'm not here to say like that's the wrong way to put videos out. Some people just like put clips on there and no edits, no post production, nothing. But like yours was like so. Like as I was watching, I was like, okay. So for that opening shot when you had Yui pointing, either you had to get somebody to wear your cosmetics and you recorded the point. Or you had somebody else record <laughs> that and send it to you. And I was like in my head, dissecting the whole thing. And I, I, I really appreciate content like that. So
1: Yeah. That's, and it's so funny you say that. Cause like even, not even with my own content, but when I'm watching other people's and like the two big examples, I don't know if you've ever um, seen either of these videos, but um, they're both DVD videos. The, <clears throat> it was by Hyde Spikes and it was the, Dance With Me, like, J.R.M. Otstarva music video.
0: Um, Okay. No, I haven't seen that.
1: And I – me and my friend Eggham were in a call Mm -hmm. watching it, and we – it was all filmed in, like, base DVD. It wasn't, like, modded or anything, but, like, you see – Claudette, like Jerem's Claudette, at the door and dead dog, and the door just breaks open, but you don't see a killer there break it. And so oh. they, we were like dissecting it piece by piece, like how did they oh. get these shots? Like mm-hmm. how are they merging it together? Because we we want to make content like that where you're like you yeah. can't tell how you got the shots, but they're mm. clean looking and it's like cool. Yeah. And it was that was like one of the videos that like inspired how I make content, just because like oh, yeah. you can get those kind of shots in base DVD. You don't need to mod. You don't need to like.
0: Oh yeah do yeah,
1: like, like extra stuff
0: yeah because some some people some content creators have access to like dev mode which i wish i could get that but yeah it's like this deep dark secret of dbd i don't know if you've seen that where people have they they're able to get shots of like overhead shots and like
1: i wish a, almost like I drone knew. shots yeah <laughs> I, that's something i really i've been saying it for ages i wish i know mm-hmm. how to do it because um, i want to like my goal with content creation is to make like mm-hmm. high quality like really visually interesting stuff, and like yeah. I wish I knew how to get those shots like or like mm-hmm. utilize those things um and I know like some people say like private servers, but I couldn't begin to tell you how to do any yeah. of that stuff i'm I'm so out of that kind of loop and circle <laughs> um, yeah, but if F- I knew,
0: yeah, one breadcrumb I was able to find, and this is as far as I could get, it was like this reddit thread from like 2020 or something like that it was like i think people had i think they do a mod where they have access to old um an old build of dbd and then they're able to do customs and then have like a free roaming camera and stuff like that but i i have no idea like that was the that's most information of, i could find <laughs>
1: that's kind of what i've heard too um uh, mm-hmm. from poking around because i I spent a little bit of time poking around at that just to see if it was something I would be able to do because I had some shots I really wanted for a video uh, Mm because like that just you can't get in base DVD and the only other way besides like learning how to do that kind of stuff would just be animating it, which that's a whole a whole nother thing that I'm not able to do and I'd have to outsource that. Um, So it's just like, I don't know. It's like a big secret. I've not Mm -hmm. been able to – figure out how to do that as of yet, (laughs) as of late. Yeah.
0: Well, if, if I ever find it, you'll be the first person I tell. And uh, the only person maybe, (laughs) because it seems to be like (laughs) a hidden secret that nobody will share. And that's, I guess that's okay. That's the point of it. So.
1: Yeah. That's the point of it. But one day I'll know. One day I'll I'll figure that out.
0: (laughs) I notice, like when I'm, when I'm browsing through your content, I've noticed that you've managed to navigate the content creation space without causing a lot of drama. And that, there's a ton of drama on DVD. And we don't need to get into the details of that. But, like, what's your secret to, to doing <laughs> that? Because I'm, I'm not as good as you when it comes to staying out of trouble.
1: <laughs> I think my secret is I just don't like drama.
0: Yeah. yeah. I
1: I just don't like drama. I don't like to be around drama. So mm-hmm. I guess I just never... Never end up in drama because of it. Okay,
0: yeah, that's s- stick to the basics, I guess. <laughs> yeah, because like I'll post, uh, and I, I know, like myself, I I bring it on myself sometimes. Like I deliberately click clickbait people, and uh,
1: the med but it follows, kit
0: one. <laughs> yeah, oh, the med kit. Yeah, don't get me started. I jokingly made a th- post about like nerfing med. How I'm the person responsible for nerfing med kits. And honestly, anytime I post videos at that time, it it wouldn't get many views. It'd get maybe a couple likes, maybe. But, like, this one caught the algorithm. And, like, everybody in DVD saw it. And, of course, everybody got mad at me. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) no. I had people, like, sending me nasty DMs. And, like, like, I didn't think anybody would see this. (laughs) That's silly.
1: The, I think the worst response I've gotten to a video um, mm-hmm. is quite, it, it's so weird, but it's quite literally my flashbang video where oh. it tells you killer counters to flash or that you can use flashbang for, like, which oh, are now no longer in right. the game.
2: Yeah. But for yeah. some
1: reason, when they were in the game, that video, like, I think it had around 100,000 views, but once it got taken out of the game, it blew mm-hmm. up, and I started getting DMs and like messages being, oh. and like in comments being like, "Your video's is inaccurate. Like you're lying." And I'm like,
0: "This oh. video
1: was posted <laughs> posted in yeah. January. The, yeah. the update was not out yet. The update. Oh god. And that wasn't changed. So yeah. I I kind of like stopped looking at the yeah. uh, that video in particular.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, that no, that was a really good one. That I miss those days when you could burn a wraith and do those fancy moves it. with spirit and all that. Like,
1: I miss those things so much. I think some of the killer interactions were so they were so fun for the mm-hmm. survivors.
0: Being oh, totally. being a wraith
1: was not fun, but being yeah. able to flashbang or flashlight a, a wraith during chase mm-hmm. those were like some of the most fun moments. Yeah, in, uh, those games for me.
0: Yeah. And and I'm, I'm like a Wraith main and I miss that stuff because it added just another layer where you're like, okay, this person that I'm chasing knows what they're doing. They're good at this game. And maybe I should drop chase (laughs) (laughs) because they just burned me for the third time in this trial and I'm malding and
1: (laughs) (laughs) we've all been there.
0: Oh yeah, (laughs) totally.
1: But like, I don't know. I, I, I think some of them, like the wraith one, they mm-hmm. could have like those ones. I understand being taken out, but I I miss the hag and the nurse one. I just oh, yeah. those two they helped so much, and like mm-hmm. especially hag. I I cannot figure out how to do the wiping animation still. Oh yeah, I just yeah, I never I never do it. I always pop the traps. Yeah.
0: Uh, it, that seems to be the, emo- the most efficient way to do it, anyway. <laughs> these days, but yeah, the, the flashlight on her traps—that was that was a good time.
1: It um, was.
0: Yeah. Now, rewinding the clock again, real quick here. Like when yeah. you when you first got into like content creation and DVD, were were there any like content creators that inspired you, or you're like, hey, I I, I can do that too, or I should do that too?
1: So. There's, like, two waves of inspiration. The When I first got into DVD, um, I was watching a lot of JRM, Aaron, Noob 3. It was, like, that mm-hmm. Survivor era for me. Yeah. Um, and those content creators are who inspired me to try making, uh, making my own content. But yeah. then seeing creators uh, like Kaito, that oh, yeah. of style of content is what drives me today. Like, I mm-hmm. want to make content. That, like, lives up to those standards of, like, really big production kind of DVD content. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Kaito's video with, like, the the games they played, like, the when he had those riddles and stuff, like, that, that was yeah. amazing. Like, that was like, whoa. Where did that come from? And that was so cool.
1: <laughs> All of his content is so good. And just, it's so clean looking, too. Oh, yeah. Um, but all the shots, the edits, everything about um all the videos he's put out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it it's definitely and you probably saw the screenshots he posted where it was like showing all the different cuts and the video tracks and stuff and you're just Yeah, like,
1: the timeline.
0: Wow. <laughs> that looks intense.
1: <laughs> For sure. Um but it's it's inspiring content to me cuz it's just like it shows you what you can do with Dead by like Dead by Daylight, you could just you can make so much out of it. Yeah. There's like so much more. There's like you can make more layers to it than like oh totally. Than most like most people, or at least me, at least me thought because mm-hmm. like I always thought of DVD when I was making content. I was like, oh, I can make like a tutorials or B like build content, but then like mm-hmm. Kaito unlocked this like third door. For me, where it's like, oh, there's, like, you can really, like, start to, like, make really engaging content. um, Oh, totally. And really interesting and, uh, like, fresh um, content that you haven't seen before.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like, I I like Kaito. I think Kaido first landed on my radar when he was posting, like, DVD secrets part one. Did you know? And all this stuff. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. (laughs) Yeah. catching all the little details of things and I'm like hey yeah that there are multiple ways we could approach our content for dbd and it doesn't have to be you know 360 spin montage while running this build uh tips versus this killer like yeah it's it's uh, that's cool i yeah I, I can totally see that for sure
1: yeah i still find the uh the former very fun and very engaging as well, but it just uh, mm-hmm. it shows how much more like that you could do that. Well, from at least from what I've seen, like I didn't see a lot of that kind of content, like what Kaido is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like he put out a video was like a big killer versus like tiny survivors. Um, which was like modded and I I found that so cool because that's like (laughs) so different and like Mm -hmm. it like made me want to watch it because it's like what is this like how did you do
0: this (laughs) yeah that's that's pretty amazing Uh, another thing I wanted to talk to you about too is I've noticed you've been getting more involved with like you know playing in tournaments and doing like charity fundraisers and stuff with your team Uh, how did your how did your team come together
1: so it did start as kind of a joke. Back mm-hmm. when Unreo dropped, like when me and my friends were like goofing around, we would say, Smell your chair. Um, when we had like <laughs> when the killer was sweating, <laughs> smell your mm-hmm. chair. And that's just kind of what we said. It was like our, yeah. our little catchphrase in our friend group. <laughs> and okay. eventually that turned into one day, Aaron um in a post-game chat went. We're the chair sniffers. We're a Canadian comp team. Look us up. And
2: yeah.
1: first, we're not Canadian. Second, yeah. <laughs> we, we weren't a comp team. Yeah. And so uh it just was just like this kind of like joke within our friend group. But uh mm. this past April, we kind of turned it into a reality in a way. Yeah. Um we we formed a little team
2: mm-hmm.
1: called the Chair Sniffers in honor yeah. of our our little inside joke. And we do, like, charity tourneys and streamer tourneys and things like a DVDs Community Cup. We kind of do casual tournaments. Um, We've done one, I think, one or two more competitive tournaments, too. But we Mm -hmm. try to, like, keep it casual, keep it fun. Um, But another, like, big part of that is that was also the time I was a captain in Sergeant Fidget's streamer bowl. So uh, they were the group of people who kind of, like, overlapped with that too
2: Mm -hmm. so
1: they were helping with that and then we were at the same time setting up the chair sniffers and figuring out what we were and what we wanted to do with that because we wanted to be more than just a little joke like the the joke we had we wanted to turn it into something we just Mm -hmm. didn't know what we wanted it to be yet
0: okay yeah it i think it's hilarious and the times of the times i've been in your stream or like watching streamer bowl and stuff. It looks like y'all have a really good time and have like good, um, synergy and chemistry together, which is so important for something like that.
1: For sure. For sure. And, uh, since streamer bowl, we've like, cause streamer bowl was my, my quote unquote, like team Corkade, And it was mm-hmm. a little group of people. Um, we got together and yeah. it was two of my very close friends, um, egg cam and casual bongos. And yeah. we, we needed a, Another person for the team. And I I didn't really know anyone else in the the DVD space who wasn't yeah. already involved in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, and so because of that, I wound up putting out a Google form, just being like, if you want to be a part of this, um, you don't have to be like know me or be a homie or anything, like just fill out this form and I'll I'll just pick somebody from it. And we wound up finding yeah. jazz. And mm-hmm. she was so sweet and she became such a fast friend. Um, oh, that's awesome. And it was just such an amazing experience to uh to meet someone in that way. And then like since that, me and Acam and casual Bongos have been able to uh continue doing tournaments post-streamable with yeah. the chair sniffers. We just <laughs> actually uh this past weekend placed top 16 for Community Cup in North America. Oh, which that's was awesome. Congrats. an amazing, amazing experience. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, I've heard that like uh, playing competitive is obviously it's like a far different experience from just queuing up with your friends and playing pubs and not knowing who you're going to get and usually getting bad killers or, you know, a lot of good killers out there too. But like, yeah, what's that experience been like for you playing in a more organized format versus kind of the casual that most people play?
1: Yeah, it's. It's very different from my experience. um i'm not I'm not like involved in like the quote unquote comp comp scene or anything. as I said, we're right. more like kind of casual tourneys. But uh, yeah. it's been a learning journey, too, because even it's not just playing the game. Like I had to learn how to call DVD maps um using the clock callouts, which is right. like each part of the map is like a number. Um And then like working with a team in a team environment. And knowing who the killer is and playing against that killer efficiently. Um, mm-hmm. actually one of the members on our team, the Chair Sniffers, Intimidator XD, he he does a lot of casting for Eerie League, which is like okay. a comp DVD kind of league. Um, mm-hmm. but he has been such a helping hand in helping me learn all this stuff. Cause I oh, I just never knew. I never knew there was so much to playing like in a competitive setting versus playing in a casual setting. Yeah. Um, the differences between that, so he taught me a uh, he he taught me a lot of that. But I I really enjoy it just because uh mm-hmm. if you're being like I'm trying to find, figure out the the way to phrase it like when yeah. you go into a pub's match um, mm-hmm. it could be like a killer and like they have four slowdowns and this and that but like oh, with yeah. like when we're playing in like a tournament there's like rules that kind of like Make it quote unquote fair in a, a right. sense. Like, usually you can't right. run like certain combinations that you would see in pubs matches. Mm-hmm. um So, I, I just kind of like that like rule set. It makes it feel yeah. uh, fair on both ends.
0: Oh, that's good. Yeah, I've noticed that because, yeah, like me, like, I'm, I try not to play competitive in terms of like when I queue up, but I always want to win. Like, back of my head, I always want to win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, sometimes I'll be like, yeah I was put on pebble and like iron will and um like I just put on some goofy like non meta perks right, and then and then I just get rocked <laughs> by somebody running you know ruin and oh no not not ruin jolt uh pain res corrupt intervention and like no way out or something like that, and I'm just like, <laughs> man. I said no chance, and, and I'm getting mad, but I'm like, but I was just trying to throw pebbles at the killer and stuff. And like,
1: I feel yeah. that when I'm when I'm playing like fun like public matches and stuff, I'm I'm always bringing like flashlight, flashbang, silly mm-hmm. perks, and I don't yeah. really take it too seriously. So then it's like, it's always rough when you get like the no ed, no way out blood warning oh, yeah. <laughs> or like the full gen regression, the, uh, oh, yeah, the camping, the three gen, all of that. It's oh. always so rough.
0: Yeah. Now, when you were preparing for streamer bowl, you had to get to jump on and learn plague pretty much. And how was that experience for you? Cause like when I watched. The Streamer Bowl. I had no idea that you were relatively new to to Plague. I was like, wow, she's she's really good at Plague.
1: <laughs> so prior to Streamer Bowl, I didn't play killer mm-hmm. at all. All my almost all my killers on PC were P0. Um, I had I think Ghostface P9. I had a couple okay. killers here and there, P1, but I had basically no perks unlocked. I really didn't play killer. And so mm-hmm. when I was told by Fidget that I would have to play killer in streamer I was like, oh, like, I, like, I have to learn how to play from scratch. <laughs> like, yeah. there was no, it, it was like starting from scratch because, like, there was no, yeah. like, game sense on the killer end at all for me. Um, and so I went with Plague just because it was one of those killers where it's like, I think she's good in a competitive setting because she could be very oppressive and from what the people who were helping teach me plague said, is she yeah. uh, she's pretty easy to get down compared to a killer like Blight or Pinhead, or somebody mm-hmm. that you really have to learn, really learn right. the power. Yeah, um, yeah. So it was it was a really interesting experience. I played a lot of plague in a uh, public matches and customs, and in mm-hmm. public matches I was using the banana perks. I still okay. think my Plague perks are still yellow and green. I don't think mm. I put that many points into it. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. But I I used one build for a month and a half prior to Streamer Bowl. And I played her every day for, I think, like three-ish hours every cool. day. Um, just to really get her down. And I wound up uh, yeah. being able to 4K in Streamer Bowl with Plague.
0: Yeah. You played against a really good team. Was it was it Trickster's team?
1: Yeah, it was Trickster Shadow's team. And they were yeah. really, really good. Oh um, yeah, they really—they played amazingly. They—they uh, they were really, really, really strong team together, and like I—I mm-hmm. I felt so dirty for how I played at the end. I even apologized <laughs> in endgame chat because <laughs> oh, I—I I had like three. I didn't know there was a slugging rule where you only get um, to people for twenty seconds or like yeah. ten seconds um mm-hmm. before you had to pick you could have multiple slugs but the multiple slug had to be like picked up within 20 seconds or something along those oh, lines. Oh okay. And yeah. I didn't know about that so I just went yeah. crazy on the slug here slug <laughs> there slug <laughs> there and I wound yeah. up only getting 1 point deducted for being like a second late on the pickup. But I didn't oh, know about no that. Way. And wow. I felt so bad cuz it just it felt as a survivor main it felt dirty. Mm-hmm. It felt yeah. dirty.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, that's the thing when you're when you're playing killer. sometimes the things you, quote unquote, have to do don't feel good in the moment, even if you like, quote unquote, win. Right. It's like I won, but like I had to slug or I had to proxy that person.
1: Yeah, like I. At the point I was playing in that game four gens popped and I i think it was my first hook I got there so I had like a hook oh, wow. and I was proxying yeah. it and then I had a slug and then I was like I'll just leave the slug because if I pick they're just gonna get the on hook and yeah like I worked all game for that one hook and uh <laughs> yeah. it just became a thing of like going back and forth and playing in like a way that I never thought I would play as a mm-hmm. survivor main who uh who hates being on the other end of that
0: <laughs> yeah oh yeah I hear you <laughs> That's awesome, yeah, it was I was curious about your experience with with uh, streamer Bowl. That was such a fun event to watch. and
1: it was such a fun event to be a part of too. like I mm-hmm. I watched it while playing in it, and both sides was just like it was fun to watch. It was fun to be a part of. and it was just an amazing experience overall just because uh, the people involved and the cause it was for and just the games were fun. I met mm-hmm. a lot of people through it. Um, yeah. it just it was an amazing experience. It really was.
0: Yeah. In in a, in a funny little way, it was almost like, have you ever watched those like basketball events or like golf events where it's like the amateur and pro-am division match, like yeah. play together kind of thing? It, it was almost like that kind of thing, right? Because you had like some really big names in there, which was amazing. Uh, and then, you know, some up and coming kind of content creators in there as well, which is
1: yeah, also it was, a
0: cool aspect.
1: It was crazy the range of names because like you had like AtsDava and Hens and then you had like mm-hmm. people like like smaller like quote unquote smaller creators like me um, and other other smaller creators and then like you had names that I've always recognized in the community and looked up to like Slushy and Vicky Valiant um, yeah. and just all these really cool people um, in one space together for one cause. And, like, I never thought I would see all of these creators, both, like, that I looked up to and that I knew and that I was friends with and the people who, like, whose content I admired. um, Mm -hmm. Like, Slushy is one of the people I admire her TikToks. And, like, it was so cool to be in, like, the same tournament as, like, her.
2: (laughs) And uh, I had
1: a friend who I mod for, adamantly me, who was on a team in that tournament. And it was such, it was so funny. Um, Mm -hmm. Such a funny experience because... The day we were allowed to ask people to be on our teams, he was my go-to because I was just like, "He's going to be on my team. Like, I have to ask him." This is my first time being like a team captain in a tournament, and Mm -hmm. he was like, "Do you want to be on my team?" And I'm like, "Oh, "Oh, I'm a captain. (laughs) You're a captain."
2: Yeah, like it's kind
1: of like the Spider-Man meme where you're you're pointing at (laughs) each other. We're both in it, and we didn't know. That's
2: awesome. (laughs) But uh, it was such a cool.
1: Yeah, it was it was such an amazing thing just to be around friends and new people and people I look up to and other creators. Um I mm-hmm. met so many so many amazing streamers through it that uh just I I had I hadn't really gotten to know before. It was just oh, such an awesome. amazing amazing experience.
0: That's so cool. Yeah, I definitely want to see more more events like that, but I know it can be like really time consuming for people and you know, like I, I have this podcast where I interview people once or twice a month. And like organizing that, I'm like, man, I can't imagine multiplying that by a hundred people, <laughs> 150 yeah. whatever the, the final count was. It's like, that's yeah. crazy. A hundred. Yeah. It's just
1: so hard. Cause like, it's not only getting a hundred people to want to do it. It's getting a hundred people to be able to be there the same weekend, to all be able to oh, stream. Yeah. And the time to work out and the matchups to work out and everyone to be able to make it work. And that Mm. is so much work. And like Fidget gets so much credit in my book for being able to put all of that together and reach out to all these creators and keep Mm. everything so organized. Everything like in Streamer Bowl was so organized. You were able to ask Mm. questions. It felt very well put together. Um, Yeah. And like just – Major, major props to him for being able to put it together.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. He did an awesome job. And like his I think his streaming PC died on the second day. So he had to like rebuild everything on the spot and yeah. get it going again. And I was like, oh my gosh.
1: And it was like it was like crazy because his PC died. And then like it became a thing of people were boosting the streamer bowl Discord server to make the the Discord stream quality higher so we can screen share the games to him. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, it was just like, he had to find all these workarounds that he would have never expected to have to find. He was not like prepared for those things to happen, but he, Mm -hmm. he pushed through it. He didn't cancel the event. He didn't end it. He didn't move it. He made it work. And that is super impressive to me.
0: Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. Now transitioning from, from, Talking about like the competitive competitive tournaments and fun tournaments and and the streamer bowl and stuff. There's a section I try to include in each interview. I always forget about it, but this time I didn't forget. Um, do you ever watch that show Hot Ones on YouTube?
1: No. Oh, oh the wi- the the wing one. Yes. They yes. Eat,
0: eat hot wings and answer questions and stuff. Um, yeah, I've got a, I've got a version of one of the questions. I don't know if if the host still asks this, but he's like there's a section called explain that Graham where they show a picture and they're like, Hey, can you elaborate on this picture? Well, I don't, we're not doing that exactly, but like a version of that, I call this explain that tweet. <laughs> so, um, I went through your Twitter and, uh, Oh no. And <laughs> this one, you know, feel free to say no comment or, or anything you want, but, um, yeah, here it is. I'll read it out to you. Hopping on the trend. I was cast in a well-known production. I've been editing for almost 10 years. I'm an award-winning artist and I'm the best DVD player in my room. <laughs> is there anything you want to, you care to elaborate on any of that?
1: So I'm not allowed to elaborate on the first one.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, understandable. there is something yeah. I'm
1: not allowed to to speak mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Um, what was the second one? The art, art I, one?
0: I've been editing for almost 10 oh, years. I-, I guess we we covered that kind of.
1: Yeah, um, I've been editing as a hobby into like a film school into editing like professionally kind of mm-hmm. timeline through my life, yeah. um, and that that's all all ten years.
0: Um, yeah, okay. It's kind of within that. Yeah, and the third one was I'm an award winning artist.
1: Yeah, so I I won an award for digital art for uh, some portraits I did. Cool. And I also. Uh, this was not included in that tweet, but it's just yeah. a little fun fact. I was a nominee for a broadcast journalism award at one point.
0: No way!
1: Yeah. Wow,
0: that's so cool. <laughs> so we got another fun, a fun, another fun factoid on on the corkade. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I I did that trend too. I can't remember what mine was. It was mostly just like, I think it was about me like name dropping when I. Was in uh online film criticism because I did get to interview some really cool people. So I think I probably just name dropped like Kiana Reeves and Elijah Wood, people I I had conversations with or interviewed in the past. So piggybacking on that though, like you've because you've been editing for so long, I'm curious if you could talk about like, are there any things that kind of stand out when you're watching TikTok or a movie or YouTube? Like, are there any techniques that where you're like oh, that's cool. And like something that you really pick up on.
1: For for editing specifically, when I'm looking at YouTube stuff and film stuff, it's very different. But for mm-hmm. for YouTube stuff and like TikTok stuff, I mainly like when I see either a cool transitions or just like really cool, like effects used. Uh,
2: yeah,
1: That stuff kind of stands out to me and mm-hmm. inspires me and in my own content too. Um, okay. And with film, it's just, it's very different because uh, the only thing that really stands out to me is pacing. The pacing yeah. of certain edits will really, mm-hmm. like, stick in the back of my mind.
0: You know, I'm I'm thinking about, oh, there was one movie. I, it's It was, who was in it? Mark Ruffalo was in it. I think the filmmaker is, like, a playwright. But the edit for that one was, like, so brave, in my opinion. Like, just... It was a very emotional movie. It was like a family drama kind of thing. Um, But he would, he would like the, one of the characters would basically say something really extreme and then the person would have the other person or both people or multiple people in that scene would have like a really strong reaction and rather than linger on it, they would cut like pretty, they would cut it really short. So you'd get one person that like start to cry and then they cut it like a couple seconds in when but if I felt like it was keeping me on my toes the whole time yeah and I just love that I thought that was such a cool style choice and um
1: yeah, yeah and those yeah. types of style choices and like especially when an edit is paced differently than you think it would be for like the type of like emotion being felt in that scene um yeah. like because sometimes you expect long dragged out kind of like shots or edits, but you're getting like a really fast paced scene when like it feels yeah. like the emotions aren't catching up. Um, mm-hmm. It's really interesting to see because sometimes it makes it f- like feel very, very different. Um, yeah, but it's it's cool. It's cool to see different types of, uh,
0: oh yeah, casings
1: when it comes to editing. Yeah,
0: on the topic of of like talking about things that really stand out that you enjoy. Uh, what are some do you have any, like, without naming names do you, or anything like that, we don't want to do that here, but, like, are there any trends when it comes to edits that you're kind of not into? Like, maybe you're like, ah, that's not my favorite kind of thing.
1: Honestly, I, I can't think of, like, something I really don't like.
0: Because,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like, even things that, personally, I wouldn't do in my own edits, I yeah. usually... Like, I don't know. I find it interesting to see that kind of stuff. Like, I I don't think there's such thing as, like, bad art when it comes to editing or actual art or film. I think it's all going to be appreciated in different ways. And even if something stylistically, not something that I would use, I usually find a way to appreciate it, Um, including, like, editing trends. Um, Even though there's some things that I personally, like, wouldn't do in my own edits, I usually find it interesting to see like how other people can make it work. I think that's yeah, really cool yeah. a lot of the times. Oh, yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I wasn't really fishing for anything. I was just curious if you had thoughts on that.
1: No, um, I just genuinely, I genuinely have. <laughs> I just can't think of like, yeah, stuff I'm just like, ah, oh, that was so like, not a good trend edit kind, <laughs> yeah. of, kind of thing. Like I, <laughs> those don't linger with me. I usually I'm like, oh, yeah. that's like a different way of going about something than i would have went about and i think it's good to have different perspectives even if it's not something you use in your own art
0: yeah that's cool i I like that that's that's good perspective um now this is a DVD podcast so we should probably talk about DVD a little bit more (laughs) yeah Um, for
1: sure for sure
0: but the thing is i do enjoy like i always tell people I, i enjoy like pulling back the curtain a little bit and just like because like when you're streaming or like creating content, you don't always have time to be like, oh, by the way, I, you know, here are my thoughts on Oppenheimer or Barbie or stuff like that. <laughs> but um, like when it comes to DVD, like uh, do you, do you have a comfort perk when you're playing Survivor?
1: Oh, resilience. I yeah. I cannot play the game without resilience. That is as so like small of a perk as it is if i don't have resilience on my build it's just not as fun i don't yeah. know what it is but being able to vault <laughs> just a little bit faster oh yeah um and chase just it saves me more more times than i can count
0: oh yeah yeah it's a really solid perk um, <laughs> because i've been transitioning to become a killer main these days i kind of hate that perk because of the repair <laughs> speed thing cuz like I play Wraith, so Wraith is hit and run, right? So I'm hitting people, then they get made for this, and then they get resilience, and then gens just go flying, and I'm just a grouchy Wraith going, Oh, this darn perk, bane of my existence. <laughs> it's
1: <laughs> brutal for the gen speed, but that's yeah, I'm guilty of being a <laughs> gen speed enjoyer there.
0: Oh, that's all good. Now, when I'm playing Survivor, I you know, a lot of people will be like, I don't like touching gens. I hate it. I'll just go look, get in chase the whole trial. But like me, I love fixing generators. I'm weird like that. So I definitely uh, can respect the resilience play.
1: Yeah, I I definitely am more of a, a chase survivor than a gen survivor. But I, okay. I know when to do gens. I'm never going to like chase the killer to get a chase. Yeah. I yeah. do gens until I get in chase. Um, mm-hmm. But I definitely find chases to be like, the most engaging part of playing survivor um, yeah. and the most fun. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Even bad chases. I still find them fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm trying to get into that mindset on both sides because I'm sure you understand what it's like to get outplayed by somebody and you're just like, Oh, that was a good move. You know, like, I I'm learning to respect that and be like, Oh, that was a good play. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> and, uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. I, even with like Killer, I, I'm i newish to Killer still. I started learning during Streamer Bowl, but uh, this week I've been learning Billy um, mm-hmm. because suddenly I wanted to become a Billy main. I don't know where this came from. It just, yeah. it was fun for one daily and I was just like, I'm sticking with this. But uh, yeah. my mindset hasn't really been in the, I need to get a 2K or 4K. I'm just yeah. doing M2 only. Like I'm just going to learn how to use his power. And if I get yeah. outplayed, they're just, they're just like playing the game better. They have more hours than Survivor. I have five hours yeah. on Billy. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not, I don't get too uh too upset or whatever about it. I just uh yeah. I mess around. And I I honestly had one of the best DVD interactions ever. Playing Billy uh yesterday, I was playing Billy and they they outplayed me. They did. They, yeah. they had yeah. the four out. But uh endgame chat, they were just like, we this was one of the most fun matches we've played in like two weeks.
0: you oh, weren't cool. you weren't
1: sweating. you weren't playing like for money. You were just mm-hmm. playing like to play. You were just playing yeah. to play. And they yeah. really appreciated that kind of like play style, um which I definitely get as a survivor main, um oh, yeah. not liking to go against like a full regression every match. Um, oh
0: yeah. yeah.
1: so I just thought that was really cute, just like oh, a nice cool. positive interaction after a DVD match
0: yeah those moments they're so essential i think to the longevity of being a content creator in the dvd space like i was streaming last week and i i didn't have lethal pursuer on and i found my first survivor and they started running away and then they ran into the other three and they were all crouched and walking towards me and the person (laughs) i was chasing crouched and then they started walking towards me and they started flashing their flashlights in the air and i was like what is going on here? And so we we memed the whole game. We were just goofing around. And to me, that like made me so happy. I was like, okay, so I don't have to sweat this trial. I don't have to like worry about who I'm chasing and don't have to worry about gens. We can just goof around. And we, we just memed the whole trial. And it was It was fun. It really like recharged my batteries for that night.
1: Yeah, for sure. And honestly, I think those moments in those games are what makes Dead by Daylight so special to me. Yeah. Like just those like the silly goofy interactions between killers and survivors, or like the positive endgame chats, um, or like just like the connections you make through the game. I, I yeah. made one of my best friends through Dead by Daylight. And oh, like that's those awesome. those kind of connections, like and positive moments and like the silly interactions make DVD so different from other games yeah. to me. It really does. Oh, totally.
0: Yeah, H- have you had any like really big like notable streamers you've played against and you're like at the end you're like, "Oh wow, that was
1: So recent. <laughs> recently for me that moment and it was so funny cuz I would have never known it was him. We mm-hmm. we got into a lobby um and there was an anon mode Dwight and we just okay. we had this conversation Pre game chat, just because like I was looking at the other player's profile and I saw they had a hype shirt. I'm like, you gotta wear it, you gotta wear it, because I've never seen a hype in my lobby. And like, they're the one was playing a non mode, the other person didn't have like their TTV listed, but they had a Twitch shirt shown on their profile too. But I just Mm -hmm. didn't really think about that. Um, we played the whole match out and it was a really good match. Um, and end game, like we just said, GG's, and I went back to lobby. And then Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I need to open Twitch because I need background noise. And I opened Skirm's and that was my match.
2: And I just see my
1: endgame chat on his screen. I'm like, no way. I just played with like a creator I watch. (laughs) And it just was like one of those moments of like, there's no way, like I was just in his lobby and I didn't know it. Um, (laughs) That's so
0: cool. (laughs) Like
1: that was like a crazy moment. And like also before Mm -hmm. streamer bowl, like I – me and casual bongos were swifting, and we yeah. ran into Slushy in a lobby, and no we way. were just like, "Oh my god!" Like we're in streamer bowl with you. You're another captain. And like we were talking pregame, mm-hmm. and um, we we played a match, and she invited us to Swift for like the rest of the games that night. And it was oh, just cool. a really fun time, and it was like yeah. so cool to like get to know her like that, like being able to oh, play yeah. games, to get to know somebody's play style, like in yeah. that sense.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. And she's a streamer who I thought her content has always been a uh, like really cool and really engaging. I love her TikToks, and yeah. um, I ended up in one of her TikToks after that, and it was like a fangirl moment in a sense oh. of like, <laughs> OMG! Like, yeah, like I gotta I gotta play with you, and so that's uh, awesome. I got I got a couple of those moments recently. It's it's yeah. been cool, not to like go in the full the full oh, story it. time with streamers. No. I got one more. Um, yeah, yeah. And this is one of my favorite moments with DVD, mm-hmm. interacting with DVD content creators. Um, I, I ran to a Huntress, and they played very well, and it happened to be Hexed. And it was with okay. me and ICAM. And yeah. then it, it, was, it was a cool interaction. We said GG's. We went to stream, said GG's, and it was just like a crazy interaction. But like mm-hmm. a week later, we're playing against a Huntress on Crotus Prenn, and me and Aaron get hit with crazy shots from spawn and we're like this has to be hex we don't open the stream because like we don't want confirmation or not we're just like we're gonna play this out but we're both going this is hex this is hex this is hex it has to be like he's a crazy huntress he plays east servers we've ran into him and halfway through the game we're just like you know what maybe it's not hex maybe this is just a huntress let's Mm -hmm. try to cj tech him yeah. And we just both get, we both get down to the pilot. We both die. And it was hexed. No. And he was live. Oh, well. and, like, we failed our CJ tech on live. And it was so yeah. funny in that moment, but he actually became like a really close friend afterwards, which was amazing. Oh, that's awesome. Um, but like, it was so funny. Just the first time, like interacting, like in that sense of just like, Oh, we ran into somebody who's really good at this killer. and was really impressive yeah. to the point of like, Every time we see a Huntress now, it's like, is this hacked? Like, it's a good Huntress. Oh, yeah. That's like our first point <laughs> first of thought ever since that first interaction.
0: Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, th- I love these kinds of stories. And that's why I like to ask that question from time to time. Because I think that's also part of the fun of DVD is because you can like, you know, run into like DVD celebrities from time to time. Like Skirms, he's one of the biggest people like in the world right now yeah. so I've that's also, pretty amazing
1: it, it, it's so amazing and i've i've ran into rapid main i think three times now too oh, i've cool. ran into a lot of the uh the quote-unquote big big names in dbd
0: yeah um, and yeah.
1: throughout my throughout my time in dbd
0: that's that's funny i'll tell you my story and um I was playing, I was trying to learn Bubba. You remember? I don't know if you remember when they changed him to have charges. I think before he didn't have charges where, you know, he has three charges on his chainsaw and you have to right click to use each one. Um, it was that update for Bubba and I was trying to learn, but I couldn't do it. But like, I, I was just joining games and I played against this team that just absolutely rocked me and one of them had a hype shirt nia and i was like my gosh it just, they just rocked me in endgame chat one of them got really mad at me for face camping at the end and i was like well what else am i supposed to do i was like i you're the only person i could catch yeah <laughs> you know gens were all fixed and and i was like i'm trying to learn bubba and we're going back and forth and you know the others are like gg you know you know good luck hope you have better luck and I was like, come, come check out my stream. I'm like, I'm just trying to learn this killer, and I, I, it's nothing personal. So they all all four of them came to my stream, and they're chatting me up. They're like, yeah, you know, it's Bubba just changed. We don't know how to use him yet. And I'm like, okay, okay. And we're having this back and forth for like five, ten minutes. One of them gifted me a sub. I was like, oh, man, you didn't have to do that. But he was like partnered, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, and it was noob three. Oh, <laughs> so, oh my
1: God.
0: Yeah. That's so, the, so
1: crazy.
0: Yeah. The whole time we're chatting. I'm like, Hey noob. Yeah. I, I'm trying to learn Bubba. And the whole time I, I didn't know who he was at the time. <laughs> Cause I was still new to DVD. So yeah, it's like an hour later, a friend of mine was like, I don't know if you realize who that was, but he's like one of the biggest streamers in DVD. And I was like. Who and he was like noob noob three and I'm like who's that and I looked him up on stream I was like oh my gosh this guy has like a million subscribers I was like what the hell so
1: that's, that's so like, crazy yeah and
0: that's, so yeah he oh go ahead
1: no no keep going keep going
0: oh no I was just saying like he he destroyed me like the the chases I got in with him like he spun me like two or three different times and and it was on uh, Hawkins and yeah it was just
1: It was a brutal time. I miss Hawkins. You do, eh? Yeah.
0: you're a weirdo for saying that.
1: (laughs) I think it had charm, but I'm also the same person who misses Old Haddonfield. So,
0: oh, you know, I I don't know. I think I think Old Haddonfield might have been better when they patched that infinite window. Like, yeah, I was like, yeah, this is fine. So,
1: I like. I'm not a big fan of the new one. Better than new one, I. New Haddonfield is one of my least favorite maps in the game, honestly. Oh, um, yeah. And I, and I hate saying that because I used to love Haddonfield and I love I love the uh, the source material. I love Halloween. But um, oh, yeah. I just – the new maps just – it doesn't feel like a Dead by Daylight map is the best way mm-hmm.
0: I can put it in yeah. the way
1: that old Haddonfield did.
0: Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, because, like, yeah, the, you get those houses with the windows that, that are really strong and – Middle of the map is like a wide open football field. <laughs> yeah, it like, yeah, it can be it can be really annoying on either side, really on both sides for simultaneously. Sure. Somehow,
1: it's um, it's not a map that's particularly good across the board for either side.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, what what was your reaction when DVD announced that the Alien is coming to DVD?
1: I was so excited but i also yeah. feel like the biggest hater because the night before somebody said what chapter do you think dvd will announce and i said the only chapter that it won't be is alien they're never bringing alien to dvd and oh, the next yeah. morning i wake up <laughs> and it is alien and i i love the movie i like yeah. i love the source material and so like seeing that is like really exciting but it's just like oh, yeah. my brain clicked back to the night before of me just being like they'll never do it they'd <laughs> never do that
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's it's such a big catch for them. I'm I'm so excited.
1: I they said big license in it. They really they meant it. It's a big oh, yeah. big license and I really hope we're able to see a uh, see more like big household name licenses come uh, come mm-hmm. into the game. Not that like the licenses we get aren't big. Like Halloween's huge, but um, oh, yeah. I just feel like it's been a hot minute since we've gotten like a big license that everyone has been like hyped up for. Um, It's been a minute. It's been a minute.
0: Yeah. Cause like, I I think everybody got super stoked when uh, nemesis entered, entered the fray and, and Wesker of course, but like, yeah, that was a little while back.
1: Yeah. Um, It's, it's been some chapters in between.
0: Yeah. Um, Some rough ones. (laughs) (laughs) For sure.
1: Some rough chapters. Yeah. uh, Throwing it back to Nemesis, that's the chapter that pulled me into DVD. Um, Oh, really? Yeah, that's how I how I heard about DVD because I was I still am a huge R. V. Stan, big fan of the games. Um, Some of my introduction into a horror as a like as a gaming like gaming genre. So seeing Nemesis in DVD, I was like, oh my god, you could play as Nemesis.
2: Yeah, And uh, that license (laughs) pulled
1: me in. And I think DVD Ah. getting those big licenses not Mm. only excites the people we have, but you get people like me who are just like, holy shit, you could play as Alien. You can come in and play as Alien.
0: Like,
1: there definitely brings more people in, too.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't know if you've ever checked that website. I think it's called Steam Charts. Uh, You can check, like, average players and yeah. peak players and all that stuff so yeah definitely we saw a big spike when nemesis uh the nemesis chapter hit that was huge and uh i'm shocked that was when you first got in because like that well i guess what is that two two years maybe
1: yeah Something just like about that? two years of dbd now okay um, which I don't know. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing that I have the same amount of hours as people who have been playing for much longer than I have <laughs> within a shorter span of time.
0: Yeah. That's, yeah. Because like anytime I fire up Steam, I, I see you're, you're playing DVD and, and that's cool though. Like I, I respect that because I'm also always playing DVDs. So, yeah. It's,
1: um, it's a game that's unlike anything else and it has just stuck for me i've never had a game that stuck like dvd does there's not another game that i like i turn on my pc and go like oh i want to boot up this today it's always just like dvd's fun it's always fresh there's always different Mm -hmm. killers different experiences different teammates yeah a unique experience every time kind of thing oh Um, totally it's like i just i happen to just boot it up every night it's (laughs) (laughs) it's one of those games
0: it's fun it's it's addictive the, the there's a grind aspect to it too which i think is like the perfect blend of like you know the battle pass and unlocking perks and cosmetics and prestige levels and stuff like that and uh they've got this magical formula that that keep people like you and me keep playing this game because like i swear i don't know if you go through this but i go through it on a daily basis i'll be like screw this game i'm uninstalling i'm never playing again but like the next day i'll play <laughs> and i'm like man that was such a good session and like i got in some good chases and you know had a good time and <laughs> so for sure the ups I and think downs
1: every single person i've ever talked to with dvd we we all have the night or the nights or almost every night where you're just like that was a bad match i was miserable this is unfun i'm gonna uninstall or like i'm bad at Mm -hmm. the game like i'm getting outplayed but then the next day you're just back on it you're back to the grind it just (laughs) doesn't those games don't scare you away for long
0: yeah it's funny (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh go ahead
1: oh my god i was just gonna i was just gonna say like i have said i was gonna uninstall like probably 50 times now I have not ever once uninstalled the game.
0: Yeah, same here. (laughs) It's (laughs) empty threats. It's like a coping mechanism, right? You're just like, I'm done with this game until tomorrow.
1: (laughs) Exactly, exactly.
0: Yeah, I want to throw a loaded question at you and feel free to approach it any way you want. But like, do you find DVD to to be more killer-sided or survivor-sided?
1: I think, all right, so there's like... I have a weird opinion on it Mm because I feel like the game overall at the moment is the most balanced state it's been in. Not perfectly balanced, but it's been in since I've been in the game. But at the same time, I think certain aspects lean certain directions. Like right now, I think certain survivor perks make certain games lean more survivor sided. But I also think when killers bring in certain perks, like for example, the survivor ones would be, like, made for this, buckle up. Like, that leans oh, yeah. more survivor-sided. But then when you get yeah. in killer, a full regression skull merchant, you're not beating it. Or, like, yeah. um, I think certain builds on new Unreal are really oppressive and really killer-sided. And mm-hmm. when you have survivors bringing in, like, uh, buckle up, like, boil over or, like, any oh, silly yeah. things okay. against those kind of builds, mm-hmm. I don't think you're, quote-unquote, winning those those games against those builds just because they lean they lean so in favor of a
0: killer but
1: Mm -hmm. like overall i think the game is just in a in a more balanced state than it has been in the past
0: yeah i i agree with you that i think that's a good answer and there's no of course no right or wrong answer it's just opinions right because yeah for sure you ask anybody on twitter they'll be like oh my god it's the most killer-sided game i've ever played like it's it's never been more killer slanted, and you know somebody else will say, "Oh my God, made for this exists." So, therefore, it's a survivor sided game. And but I agree with you though. Like, and I've been playing since 2020, and uh, yeah, I would say like there there's almost a counter for everything in the game. If you don't happen to have the that particular counter, sure you'll, you're going to lose from time to time. But that's just. The nature of a games right like exactly. you're not meant, you're not meant to like win every time you play so
1: yeah and like if like everyone in a survivor lobbying solo queue and the killer knew each other's perks then mm-hmm. the game would quote unquote be like super balanced because everyone would bring everything to counter each other because the oh, yeah. counters are balanced in my opinion like yeah. i think um, new med kits like the reworked com- like work with like anti-heal builds right and like yeah but you don't know what the other side is bringing so there's no mm-hmm. way to to like have a perfectly balanced game um
0: yeah
1: in that sense
0: mm-hmm. yeah like I- i've been using a lot of uh fearmonger recently and uh that's the one that makes everybody exhausted when they're working on gens um and it, it counters made for this if i'm because i'm playing wraith you know i sneak up on somebody i whack them while they're working on a gen they're not getting made for this value that entire chase so that's like nullified but like there will be times when uh i'll run into a team with like really good call outs and they'll they'll get off gens early they'll, they'll run away early um do all these other things that kind of nullify my perk and that and that's okay like that's just the nature of this beast and i guess that's what keeps me keeps me entertained is
1: yeah you know and, trying
0: to build that works and one that doesn't work and yeah
1: and that's what keeps it fresh too because uh even if you have a perk like fear monger and some teams counter it and some teams don't like that's that's the fun of it right like sometimes oh, yeah. you're going to get mega value other times it's going to be countered um but that's what makes every match fresh if every team yeah. knew how to counter it perfectly or every team didn't know like how to go against certain perks i don't think mm-hmm. it would be as like engaging of a game yeah. as it is
0: oh yeah yeah i think that's a, that's the secret sauce right there for dbd like in a nutshell yeah it would be boring if you just knew everything ahead of time and built had builds for because you'd just be playing the same trial over and over and over again so that's exactly so fun.
1: it would yeah. it would be it would get stale fast um it it's really the would. mystery and the the like even as much as people will complain about solo queue teammates they they shake up the game when i get Somebody hiding in basement for five gens. That's a very different experience than <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. juicer Nia I had the uh, yeah. the match before.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. And you can get content out of that too, right? You can just be like, "Oh, come on, little little baby Dwight, come on, buddy."
1: <laughs> I think one of the highlights of my past week with DVD has been the bots because oh, I had a teammate yeah. DC. And the Yunjin yeah. bot went to basement and got three crows. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. They said the bots were gonna play like players. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess they really do.
0: Wow, it's your average Yunjin main.
1: <laughs> oh. That's funny. It oh was, my gosh. It was so funny because <laughs> I understand from a teammate, but the I just I never expected the bot to, Yeah. <laughs> the bot to get the crows.
0: That's funny. Wow. The, the bot was like, come on, man. We're at five gens. I only got one hook. I'm done. I'm also done with this game.
1: <laughs> the bot was done with it. The bot went to DC, but it couldn't.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Imagine the life of a bot. You're just like put in the worst scenarios. <laughs> the That's worst funny. DVD
1: games that you have yeah. to play out
0: endlessly playing against like skull merchant tonight but I, I really appreciate the conversation we've had here today and um you know like it, i always like to give everybody a chance to plug anything you're working on including like your socials your streaming um so where can people find you
1: um you can find me on thursdays and saturdays six thirty p.m est on twitch.tv slash the and uh, over on YouTube, I'm working on putting out, I think, kind of like two videos monthly is what I'm working on right now. Okay. Um, yeah. Which is, I think, just YouTube.com slash at Corkade, Um, because mm-hmm. I was able to get my username there. Oh, cool. But, yeah. And TikTok's just uh, Corkade as well. And I awesome. try to put out very frequent content over there
0: mm-hmm. when yeah. I can. highly recommend it, y'all. That's that's how I found Corey and have been a been a fanboy ever since. So, um, yeah, I I really appreciate you doing this with me. And, uh, you know, down the road, when I get my stuff together here, I definitely want to have more like panel discussions with people with like multiple people and I've I did it once with like Jocko Slushy and Fidget and that I was like the best one. time ever yeah that was a really good time I just need to get off my butt and just just do it just be like okay everybody here's your invite can you make it can you not and just go from there because yeah. yeah, I, I think ev- everybody I've had on the podcast, I think would be down or if they're not, that's okay, too. But everybody I've had on the podcast is always welcome to come back. So yeah, my door is always open. So just just a heads up, I will knock on the door one day and say, Hey, do you want to come talk with me and you know, two, three other people? And we'll, Yeah, we'll make I it work.
1: would so be down. I'm always cool. down. Um, as long as scheduling. Isn't too hard on the both oh, of us.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that's a thing. Like, no pressure to to you or to anybody listening. Like, if when the day comes and I knock on your door, I'd be like, hey, do you want to be on my podcast? Like, it's there's no rush. There's no pressure. Like, it'll happen when it happens. And, uh, you know, um, yeah, I, I love doing this. So, yeah, thank you uh, very much for your time. And thank uh, you. I wish for you all the best. Me.
1: I appreciate it. You too. All
0: right. Anybody listening? Thank you very much for listening. Make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, you know, tune in for more, more interviews. And I do have a playlist. I'll link it in the show notes. Uh, Yeah. Again, Corey, thank you very much and hope you have a good evening.
1: You too. You too. Thank you again. It's been amazing, engaging conversations. I appreciate you having me.